Welcome to that podcast with Sammy Rye. Today, we're talking about David Goggins. If you guys don't know who David Goggins is, he's someone that is a fitness enthusiast, um, motivational speaker. Um, he has a very good book called Can't Hurt Me. It's a number one best-selling book. Um, it's something that is a great story, not just about David Goggins, the fitness person. He has some good stories about business and how he became what he is, how he makes money. Those things are very interesting to me, something that people don't talk about a lot. I'm trying to give you the connections and the perspective. I want to talk about David Goggins, the the person who you know is known for working out, is known for being um, an endurance athlete. He does a lot of amazing feats physically. Um, but also there's the interesting aspect to his business that's only been talked about, I think, once or twice in very small places, small interviews. I've, I watch so much of his stuff, so I'm very informed on the character or the person, I should say, David Goggins. But people perceive him as a certain kind of way, but there's a lot of things that go in there. So I don't want to consider myself a David Goggins expert, but I've read and are listened to, you know, Can't Hurt Me, his book. I've listened to um, Jesse Itler's book, Living with a Seal, which is not officially, you know, associated with David Goggins, but the seal in the story, people say, is David Goggins. I think that's public knowledge now. I don't know if anyone is, is like, not talking about that. Um, I believe they're real-life friends and stuff, but just they, I don't think David Goggins, I don't think I've seen him talk about it. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, and I've seen so many interviews and podcasts where then David, again, expands on his story and his life with extra little details that may not be in the actual book um, and people may not be so familiar with. So we're going to hop into that. Um, I guess the words of the week will be, can't hurt me, right? It's David Goggins' slogan. Um, there's so many great slogans, so many great takeaways. I'm telling you, if you're someone who uh, likes to be extreme, right? If you feel like sometimes you're impulsive, sometimes you do something, you go really hard, you go all the way. If you have that kind of energy, David Goggins is the person for you. Sometimes people promote, you know, um, being very cautious. Um, the, George St. Pierre's coach, one of his coaches, I guess by extension, George St. Pierre, another person I admire, um, they have a philosophy more of moderation, um, doing things and being consistent all the time. That's very important, too. Both of those things exist, right? It's not that you have to subscribe 100% to one idea or another. We can try to be fair and balanced here, right? Um, but I personally find with my energy and the way I move in life that I favor the David Goggins side. I like both stories. They both have their purposes, but I'm definitely a David Goggins guy. I come from that school. That is where I hang my hat. I worship at that school, right, if that's something I would say. Um, because the philosophy of Can't Hurt Me, it's a very important story where a person realizes that they have basically unlimited potential unlimited ability to absorb pain and persevere and that's what I want to get into with this uh, episode of the podcast so basically David Goggins in a nutshell really quick right definitely read his book definitely go out there and listen to his interviews um, his Joe Rogan podcasts are great um, these are all things people know about him David Goggins if you don't know he's to give you a quick summary he's a person basically at one point was not in shape um, he kind of was a power lifter a little bit, but that wasn't really what he was like known for. He wasn't really happy with that. He put on a lot of weight, and he was unhealthy, and more importantly, he was unhappy with the current state of his life. And he had a really, really, really rough upbringing. I mean, it's as bad as anything, right? And again, you should listen to his story. I won't, I won't try to tell all his story for him. He tells it the best in his audiobook. The person that um, narrates the audiobook or reads the audiobook for you um, is also does a great job of telling that story. 
But David was in a place where life was hard. He was unhappy. And he decided to make a change. And the way he made a change was in some of the most extreme ways I had ever heard. It was one of those, like, you know, overnight kind of things where it didn't happen in one day, but it was a very important, clearly defined moment in his head where it switched. And he had to start doing some very opposite things. And that's what how, that's how I am. When I make a switch, when I want something new, I don't, you know, gradually implement something over time. I completely switch. Um, and I just started doing something. When I started doing this podcast, it must have been like on one day I'm like thinking – I talked about doing a podcast for a while, but when I made that switch, it's been nonstop since then, right? It's been full podcast mode, um, and that's what I'm doing now, and I hope to keep doing that forever. It's been the most successful thing I think I've had um, over a long period of time, and it's also the first thing I've done completely by myself, so it's all on me. I do appreciate that, and that's what you get from David Goggins a lot, right? To start again at the beginning, what he starts to realize is he has to take accountability for his life, right? So... He's unhappy with where he's at and what he's doing. He's working a job. I believe he's doing, um, he's like an exterminator, basically. He's out of shape, and he describes um, he's going out every day after his job. He likes to buy a bunch of donuts from like a gas station, basically, and a big, large, like big gulp soda. He goes home and eats these things, and, and this is what he's doing to deal with his pain. When I talk about weight loss, which I don't get into a lot on the podcast especially, because um, that's more outside of art and business, it's more about the person. Um, it's something that people don't realize. Weight loss has more to do with your mental health than anything else you do. The exercises you do don't matter as much. The food you eat don't matter as much if you're dealing with mental health issues that are causing you to eat poorly and not exercise because the other things can't work for you. If the bare person is broken and messed up and confused or doesn't have any control over what they're doing mentally, not to take responsibility away from them, saying they don't have control. I'm saying that they're dealing with things that they're not aware of. If you know that carbs are bad or if you think the carbs are bad, whatever, I'm not I'm not going to get into the specifics of any kind of diet or philosophy. Again, they all work for you. If they work for you, that's fine. Let's not get hung up on the specifics. Again, let's take a step back and look for the universal truths that we can understand about things. When you look at a person who has information about health if they're not able to apply that in a real way because they're mentally dealing and struggling with things that they don't realize they're struggling with they have to address those things first so the responsibility is still there to look at the problems and see what's going on and Goggins realizes that the way he abuses food the way that he deals with his bad feelings by eating food and and staying in his little place that he's at um, that ends up being detrimental to him so my takeaways from the story, this, that's what I'm going to be highlighting through this episode, is he decides, you know, he needs to go make a change, a very important change. And what he tries to do at first, he tries to start going for runs. But he's so heavy at this point. Also, he, he has some muscle too, right? He's just a really big guy because of everything, the working out, lifting, lifting weights, and all the food that he's eating. It is bad for him. It's made him into a very big person. Um, he decides to go for a run, but I think he describes like he can't even run a few blocks. And eventually what he decides to do is he gets like a little exercise bike and puts it in his house. And he does a little bit at a time because he physically just can't. He's just going as far as he can. And he can't do that much exercise because of how his body's built, right? I remember one time I was running to, to relate the whole story to, to itself, right? I was running down the road and some random person on a bike, of course, <laughs> saw me. 
and it didn't even know me. And he's like, hey, you shouldn't be running. That's going to be really hard on your knees. You should get a bike. This guy's on a bike, right? I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. Like, thanks, basically. And they leave. And I ran harder, right? That's, again, that's the kind of person I am. When I'm out there and I'm going, I lean in to those situations um, because I don't care. I honestly do not care if, if I get to a point later on where um, – where that's something that I have to deal with, right? I've actually, being, being honest with you, when I've done bike exercises, I don't think they're as good for me. And they physically hurt my my butt when I'm sitting on a seat, right? I think because I'm a bigger guy. That's not very comfortable when you first start off. I imagine later I'll get a bike when I get smaller. But I think it's, it's very painful to sit on that small uh, part of the seat when you have a bigger lower body. And I've talked to other people that are bigger and they've, they've expressed the same thing, right? That seat is just too small. You need like a bigger, bigger seat to um, get that whole thing going. I don't even know how that would work, but that's something I'll look into hopefully down the road. But I like running. Uh, Goggins starts on the bike and then eventually goes running and when he gets a little bit, starts to lose weight. And I think also too, he starts eating very little bit of food, right? He starts eating, I think, like an instant milkshake or some kind of protein shake is all he's really eating. Again, it's a giant shift. And a lot of people will disagree with that mindset. But I think with some people don't understand about that mindset, even if you don't agree with it, is that what that person is saying is mentally, I realized I cannot do it the other way anymore. I don't want to for a second do it the other way anymore. I want to go to the other side now, right? And that's the kind of energy that person has, which is why they abuse food, why they sometimes go out and get some kind of like, you know, big bag of donuts and a giant soda and all those things, because they want to make that pain, that feeling go away immediately. It's not a gradual thing where they're just eating a donut a day or something like that. They have this energy inside of them. The way they flow is is unique to them. And everyone doesn't have that energy, and that's fine. But to work with those kind of people or to, to live with those kind of people, you have to understand that they need to be pushed or they need to go into that other thing and really throw themselves into it. That's what's going to make them happy. Being happy and enjoying it is going to make them keep doing it. And that's how you build success off of that. And Goggins goes on to explain that's what he does in his story, right? He keeps on working out. He keeps on um, doing these runs. And he switches to eating very... Had to do a quick changeover for the batteries. Okay. And we're talking about David Goggins switching his diet, switching to basically all protein shakes and going that route with his with what he was eating. And again, that's an extreme change. That's not for everybody. Um, but the point is, you know, when you hear about people say you should make like gradual um, progressions into things, that's somebody who is able to control themselves all the time. They have good, they're really good at controlling themselves all the time when it comes to food and exercise. And if that's an energy you have, if that's an ability you have, that's great for you. But you have to understand some people don't work that way. And you might think, oh, that's the bad way to work. It isn't the bad way to work. It's another way to work. I can tell you from all my success that it works just fine. It's just a different way your energy flows. Some people are morning people. Some people are nighttime people, right? Some people like the outdoors. Some people like being inside of the gym. And what matters is you find what is actually sustainable for you. No plan will work if you're not good at doing that plan, if it's like the opposite way that you function, right? So he starts down this path, and he loses a large amount of weight. It's not a comfortable path, but again, when he was uh, out of shape and he was overweight, that wasn't comfortable either. So he starts going down this path where he's eating, you know, a very small amount of food. Basically, he's restricting himself with calories. I think it's pretty much a liquid diet, um, the protein shakes and stuff like that. 
and he's doing exercise bikes and running as often as possible. Sometimes it's like two or three times a day once he's able to do that. And he rapidly starts dropping weight. And the reason he wanted to do that was because he was trying to sign up to go into um, one of the armed forces. And they had like a weight limit that he was too big to go into one of the armed forces. Um, and I think it was like a certain time, like he had like 30 days, something like that. And he lost an insane amount of weight in that time period. But it wasn't an easy thing. You know, it's something that required a lot of dedication, again, in this other extreme kind of way. And once he got the weight off, um, he I think he has some moments in the story where he backslides and he has different other parts where he stumbles at. And the, the thing he starts to realize at the end, which is the important takeaway that I wanted to share with people, was he realized that this is never going to end for him. It's always him versus him. Me versus me is what he says. Um, you know, he has a few different tactics. One of them I like a lot is the accountability mirror. The accountability mirror is this concept where you literally look, go look in a mirror, if you can, um, or sit down and have that moment where you're looking at yourself and saying, what is it that I'm doing? What am I responsible for? What do I need to stop doing? Um, what are the changes I need to make? And holding yourself accountable for those things. Don't have the victim mentality. He calls it the woe is me mentality, right? That's how he used to feel that, you know, he was, it was okay that he was in these places because of this or because of that. Once he started switching those things and putting these concepts into play, of course, over time, right? I, from trying it myself, you might hear someone say this and then think, oh, okay, I'll go do that. But sometimes it takes time. It takes trying. It takes failing. It takes taking that concept and applying it to your life and seeing, you know, when times are smooth, how does that concept work? When times get hard, how do you still apply that concept? Until it really becomes a part of you, at least for me. Those are my experiences trying to mirror the success that he had from the things that he was doing. So, like, switching your mentality, starting to realize it's all on you, looking at these things and approaching them differently were really important. And, um, and that's something I think that, you know, when you're looking at it, the point I'm trying to make here is when you're looking at these shifts, it, it can take time even though you're trying to switch them immediately, right? So to continue on with his story, he ends up trying to become a Navy SEAL at one point. And another concept he introduces, which I really love, um, as he's pushing himself, he introduces this concept of taking souls, something he talks about a lot, where the idea is like basically when, when things are coming at you and trying to break you, they're trying to hurt you, can't hurt me, right, name of the book, if you're able to in those moments push through and persevere, that can take that wind away from your enemy. That can really devastate someone. When they throw something at you and they think, aha, I got you. Or when a situation is like, you're, you're done here. And you're able to persevere in those moments when you remind yourself what you're there to do is take souls. He, like He has a story, and he tells it better than me. But basically, this person is trying to put him down. And when he will not quit... Like he can see the moment in that person's eyes when they are disheartened. They his soul has been taken when he realizes he's not gonna be able to break David Goggins in the way he was trying to break him. And David Goggins goes on eventually to become a Navy SEAL. I think the first time he might not have got through, I think he like hurt himself. Um and then he had to go back and do it again, which I think he talks about that where like he didn't want to quit. He didn't want to have to go through what, what Navy SEALs have to go through to become a Navy SEAL. Um, and he has setbacks, but eventually he accomplishes that goal. And he goes on to accomplish a, a long series of goals, which he greatly details in his audio books, which he greatly details in his podcast. But on this this podcast, 
I wanted to highlight the business side of it also, right? Part of this isn't just the fact that David Goggins did these things. He references, um, you know, there's there's things called ultra runners, people who like do these like hundred mile races, sometimes like a two day, forty eight hour race. You run for twenty four hours straight, or something like that. These insane things, uh, you know, that people will go out there and do. He's not the only person that does these things. He wasn't the first person that does these things. But people know about David Goggins because David Goggins wrote a book. He self-published a book. Um, he explained in one of his shows um, that, you know, he had a lot of difficulties trying to publish the book. There are people who wanted to offer him a certain kind of deal. They wanted to publish it the way they wanted to publish it. They had told him things like that white people would not buy his book. Um, that like white people didn't want to hear this kind of story from him. Basically, they they were trying to undersell him and say like, yeah, you're not worth that much because only certain kind of people are going to buy your book. So eventually, he had to take the longer route and he had to figure out how to self publish his book. And when he did that, he completely owns his book. So once the money started coming in, that funded him all the money he needs to now for the rest of his life continue doing his pursuit of self improvement, trying to accomplish all these things, going out there doing these races. And for him, it's always a constant way of him pushing himself. And he highlights that it's not about physical fitness. It's about pushing yourself to do whatever you do. And I love that concept. It's something I take from him. and I try to always keep in mind whenever I'm speaking about anything. When I'm speaking to any listener who's listening to these things, I want you to try your best and not get hung up on details. When I'm talking about screenwriting and you think I'm not a screenwriter, that's not the point. I've learned so much from people outside of my field. I've learned from carpenters. I've learned from cooks. I've learned from people who do real estate. That's not what I want to do. But there's lessons in every success and failure that people have if we try to listen and try to see, well, what is the lesson there beyond the specific details of the story? What can I learn from that? I think when you become a student of the world, when you're trying to constantly understand life, you can absorb knowledge so much quicker and learn from people's mistakes without having to make them and cut down time. And you can't give yourself more time, right? Your life is going to basically be limited by factors that may be beyond your control. Of course, health might give you more time. But another way to give yourself time in a sense is to not waste it by repeating mistakes that you could have avoided by taking information that you were exposed to, right? If you don't know, you don't know, that's okay. But if someone told you a story and you could have learned from them, but you got hung up on the details that they're somehow different or them circumstances might be different and you missed the little core truth, that universal truth that would have related to you, you're greatly wasting that opportunity to learn from that person basically. So moving forward with his story about business, him self-publishing and going that route eventually put him in the control where now he owns his brand, right? There's some, I think at some point, very late in the game, I thought he started selling some merchandise, like some shirts and stuff. I imagine at some point he hooked up with someone and they introduced the concept of doing that. So again, he's taking opportunities, he's innovating. I mean, he explains he never thought that he would write a book or he'd be the kind of person that could write a book. Then he goes on to be a person who writes a book, right? He, he does a lot of podcasts. All these things were not what he thought was going to happen when he made the initial decision to stop eating unhealthy and stop you know, basically feeling sorry for himself and really going after his dreams. But when these things happen, he innovated. And looking at his life story, him being a successful person now in business, you would never think he's that person. And I try to stress that so much to people. When you think somehow you don't have it in you, oh, I'm not um, an artist, oh, I'm not a business person, oh, I'm not um, a parent, or I'm not a, this kind of person. You, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. But don't 
not do something that perhaps you're interested in out of this idea that somehow you don't have the potential to do it. You constantly can find examples of people who became successful in ways they never pictured being successful. They learned how to do things they didn't normally want to do or didn't think that they had an aptitude to do those things. And David Goggins is a great person where people get fixated on his personality um, and on his physical fitness feats. But they forget he's a businessman and he's also creating all this stuff around him, which then fuels his passion. So we talk a lot about sometimes with business, people think, oh, if you do business, you want to be a billionaire, the biggest company in the world. Not necessarily. You can utilize business to create yourself a revenue stream that allows you to do the things that make you happy. That's real success, that work-life balance. And when I see David posting things online, David Goggins, right, he's doing like, you know, workouts usually, right? He wanted to do that. He wanted to be in shape. He was in amazing shape. He has amazing um, you know, physical strength and and uh, endurance, and he even had medical issues he had to overcome. He had a hole in his heart that he was born with um, that through, it seems like, sheer will and physical feats, he eventually somewhat heals that. I don't think he gets a surgery for it. I think that it somehow goes away, which the doctors didn't understand, right? I understand from all those things that he's doing, he's pushing himself into places where there's very little data. There's not a lot of information about what would happen if you made the switches he made because it's difficult for doctors to study these sort of things when you don't have a bunch of humans that you can study. A lot of times, these guys who go out and do these things, these girls, these people, they come back with these results, but when they were making that change, no one cared about them. So nobody was studying them. No one knew what their future was going to be. And when you're doing something, you might also be doing something where people don't know what your future is going to be. And we sometimes get hung up on looking for information and examples and proof that your idea is going to work. But these guys are out there. They're showing you. Now you go ahead. You do these things. You try to push yourself. And you might find something that other people didn't know. Later on, people then come back to you. And then they'll try to study you. They'll try to understand what you did. But if you're a listener... If you're someone watching this, it might be too late then to wait for the end result and then see if it'll work for you. You have to be a practitioner. You have to go out there and try to do these things and get these experiences yourself and learn from them and build. That's the only way any of these things get done. So focusing back on Goggins and his success in business, when he made those switches to control his assets, once his story got out there, once people started to hear about it, that became success for him. And I believe then eventually he meets Joe Rogan and he does a Joe Rogan's podcast. And after that, it really blows up for him. So he laid the foundation first with what he actually did, right? And he did it for himself. He was driven because that's what he needed to do for himself. Then he decides not to sell to his, his rights to his book to someone else, that he believed in himself. He goes on to tell that now... I believe a large percentage of his fan base, if not the most percentage of his fan base, are white people, which is what the companies told him was not going to happen. It's going to be the exact opposite. So by him believing in himself, believing that that wasn't the right deal for him, he waited and he got everything that he wanted in that situation. He's going on to have continued success. He's going on to win more competitions and also place high in competitions he doesn't win. And he explains it's not about winning the the number one thing, even though that's always what he wants, obviously. But it's about him constantly going out there and testing himself and pushing himself every day, living a fulfilled life. We get really hung up on, is this going to be successful? Well, if it's not going to be successful, why even do it? But if that what makes you happy and you not doing anything doesn't make you happy, 
then why are you sitting around waiting to do the thing if you only guaranteed success? That's not how things work for anyone. No one um, who knew success was coming and then did it, that's not the story you ever hear. I've never come across that story. And if you can find one example, then fine. That's some kind of outlier. It's some kind of extreme thing. But every single person I've come across so far, if they never knew they were guaranteed success when they began down any road. No matter how sure their thing was, no matter how conventional it was, there was always a chance for failure. There were always personal hurdles they had to overcome. And they pursued it, and they went ahead and they did these things. And that's the value I try to give you guys when I'm trying to summarize these stories of these people. I want to focus on David Goggins this week. I recommend the Can't Hurt Me audiobook. I recommend Living with a Seal, the audiobook. That's that's, uh, read by Jesse Itzler. He's also the writer. And he tells that book so great. It's so funny and lighthearted. And it's basically his story of um, he got he convinced David Goggins to live with him for 30 days and work out with him. So it was like he was a business person who then connected with David Goggins and got to see what it was like living with a Navy SEAL, right? Or living with David Goggins, but in the book he's not referred to as David Goggins. Um, so that story I like a lot. And I've listened to both of them multiple times, but I listen to Living with the Seal the most because it's like a lighthearted when I'm out on a run or if I'm sitting down. It's just so much. It's just so funny. And you're being reminded of David Goggins, you know, different things that he's done or different philosophies in a more short, condensed version. Can't Hurt Me is a much longer story and it's very serious. And I've, I've had people listen to it. And there's some very painful parts of that book when he tells his story because his story is very real. I think it's super important that you have to listen to Can't Hurt Me. You might not want to listen to all of it over and over again. Um, I know some parts are are pretty rough, and you might not always want to hear that part. But you need to have that story inside of you as a reference to understand that when he's doing these other things, he's not just some guy who had a great life, and then he like somehow you know easily transitions to this thing. It comes from a very difficult place. And what he always explains is if he's able to do that, and you look at your situation, and you don't feel like your situation is that bad, that means you have an advantage over him, and you can be even more successful because you're not dealing with the same struggle and pain that he was dealing with, right, or the severity of his struggle and pain that he's illustrating in his book. So you have to look at yourself and say, okay, what can I do? What excuse do I have, really? Why do I have a woe-is-me mentality if I didn't go through these same things or I'm not currently going through the things this person's going through? Why can't I be more successful or at least as successful or find my version of success with whatever it is that I want to do? And it's not always about physical fitness. You know, he explains that he applies this philosophy to anything and he sees people who are applying this to anything. Jesse Isler in the Living with a Seal book, he doesn't continue on to every day live like Dave and Goggins after their 30 days. He basically understood what he needed to understand from that experience. I'm sure he put some of those things into practice. And he's gone on to do more and more great things with business. So I could see him changing his mentality to how he approaches business and becoming more successful even after his experiences living with the SEAL. Both of those books are great books. I definitely recommend the Joe Rogan podcast. It's another way that you can you know, listen to the David Goggins story. I believe David Goggins has been on the podcast two times. And I will listen to them in order. The first one and then the second one, because the second one talks about, you know, the experiences they had on the first podcast. So that's a way to listen to it. And then any other media you come across, if you're interested in David Goggins, follow him on Instagram. I believe that's where I see him post the most um, and and see all the things that he's going going through. There's also a Facebook group 
Um, there's might be a few of them. But the largest Facebook group for David Goggins is a group that I'm in. And that's a great community of other people who subscribe to that belief system, right? Or that idea or that um, outlook on life, however you want to call it. Don't get hung up on the details, right? Um, and that group is a lot of people you can see out there who are putting these things into action. They're posting pictures, posting videos of them trying things, and you can see that it's transformative for them. So it's not for everybody. Hopefully you can learn a few things from David Goggins if you don't completely want to go that way or your energy flows different and that's not the way you like to live life. That's fine. But if you have the free time and you don't you don't have anything else you're doing right now, it's not bad to at least check out the podcast or something like that with, with Joe Rogan or any other interviews he does. People take a lot of his sound bites and cut them into like motivational videos, which you can find on YouTube. And you kind of can get a feel for what's this person talking about. But um, I think on the Joe Rogan podcast, the first one, he does give a pretty detailed version of his story. Uh, and I personally really, really love the actual book. One of my best purchases on Audible. Um, and there's even this thing where in between chapters in the audio book, David Goggins isn't the person narrating the book. He's a person that appears in between chapters or segments where he's talking to the person that is reading the book. And it's kind of like a little podcast inside the audio book where they're then having like commentary on every chapter. So if you read the book in paperback um, or, you know, you know, physical form, the audiobook gives you even extra value for your price. So it's one of the best ways to get it. I think I got it on Audible. Like I get most of my books. When you pay for like the monthly subscription of Audible, they give you a credit. You can apply to any book, no matter what the price is. So for like $15 a month, you get a credit and then you can apply it to a book. It might be like $30 basically. That's amazing. And I love that. So that's why I choose Audible. Um, a little plug for Audible there. And that's the way that I would recommend anyone get the book. Um, I also got Living with a Seal the same exact way, right? So th those are things that you could check out and get the audiobooks for those. Or if you like reading the physical books, you obviously can get them through Kindle or whatever, whatever you prefer. Anyway, those are the things I wanted to focus on this week. I'm going to keep it to just David Goggins. Um, I recommend everyone go check out those things and try to see if you can apply them some way in your life. What are the things that you can look at, right? Where's something that you can do that's extreme? If you don't want to do the extreme thing and you like consistency, I recommend Joe, um, Joe, George St. Pierre, his coach, was on a Joe Rogan podcast, and they break down some philosophies about how George St. Pierre trains. I felt like it was an opposite outlook on things, but um, also something that you can learn for. So sometimes when I'm struggling and the David Goggins thing isn't working for me, as a backup, I switch more to the George St. Pierre philosophy. His philosophy was more as a summary was like, yeah, like if you're out there working out, they give out like 60% of effort and that's to prevent injury and to be consistent. So they'll work out like seven days a week, like 60% capacity or some, some kind of number, basically not going your full uh, strength. And since they're constantly doing something, they're also burning calories and exercising and, and developing that muscle memory for the specific thing that he's trying to do, which is be a healthy um, MMA fighter who's you know reliable and consistent, and they're they're going for a different goal, um, and that might be something that applies to you too. I still think both of them probably have a not give up kind of attitude. So again, there's similarities and there's ways to bridge that difference. Um, it's not completely different, or it's not that one can't learn from the other, but that's another way to look at it. But anyway, again, these are things that mean a whole lot to me in my life, and I wanted to share them with you guys. I hope you guys check out the books. I hope this podcast provided you some kind of value and maybe a little short intro into maybe that longer hour-long or two-hour podcast you see with Rogan. You think, I don't know if I'm going to listen to that whole thing. You don't have to. You can skip around. 
Um, plus, like I said, on YouTube, people a lot of times break out certain segments and you can get a little taste to see if you want to go further. But I definitely recommend it. It's been transformative for me in my life, um, in business, in art. I, a lot of times I think about the can't hurt me philosophy. When I'm not doing well in any aspect of my life, I go to the accountability mirror and I constantly try to push myself whenever I can. When that energy is there, I go as hard as I can. And overall, it just creates uh, a longer lasting positive effect, even if I can't always be consistent with certain things. So go ahead and check it out. I'm Sammy Rye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Peace. <laughs>